0: Lord, we thank you for your presence in your house. Thank you for inviting us in today to worship you. Thank you for speaking into our hearts as we sung praises to your name. Lord, we thank you for the privilege we have of being together, the privilege we have of offering our tithes to you. We ask that you would bless us and bless them. Use them for your glory and use us in your presence. Bless our young people now as they go for Sunday streams today. Speak to them. And speak to us as we open your word. And as we share together. Lord, we want to hear from you. And so we open our hearts, our minds to you. We open our spirits, our souls to you. Spirit of God, come and do that work that only you can do in each one of us as we worship we thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus Amen I want you to ask uh, I'm going to ask you I want you to share with one another share with one another what you did yesterday alright just really really briefly but what did you do yesterday just quick after you got out of bed right what did you do Okay? Everybody shared? Yeah? Share one thing? Okay, I want you to share now, okay? What was the best thing that happened to you last week? One thing. What was the best thing that happened to you in this last seven days? Okay? Everybody shared? Now, let me ask you, how many of you included in your answer, in your group, was there anything to do with your faith or with Jesus in your answers? You don't have to tell me, you just like, I'm just asking. We've been looking together about how we go deeper with God First, we said love's got to be the motivation, right? We're not going to go anywhere in our relationship with Jesus Christ unless it's motivated by love. If you want it because it gives you status or power or anything else, not going to go anywhere. Love has to be our motivation. But there are things that hold us back. Hebrews 12, 1 says there's sin which entangles us, but there's also hindrances. Things that are not necessarily wrong in and of themselves, but they actually get in the way of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Hindrances are things like, if you want to get fit, hindrances can be your bed. You know, you get up in the morning, you think, I'm going to go for a run this morning. And then you look out the window and it looks a bit overcast and it might rain and your bed feels just like God created it for you for that moment. You know what I mean? That's a hindrance. There's nothing wrong with your bed. They're essential, but it can be a hindrance to get in the way. It's different between that and sin. So there are hindrances, there's sins that get in the way. But then in 2 Peter 1.3, it says, His divine power, His dunamis power, that's the power that He used to create the world, the power He used to raise Jesus Christ from the dead, the power that He used to perform all the miracles. His power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them, we may participate in the divine nature. So He's given us everything we need for a successful, full living. And He's given it to us, so it's already been gifted to you and to me. And we gain access to those gifts through His promises. And it's through claiming those promises of Jesus, the promises in the Bible, that we can have access to everything that He has given to us. If you try and do it on your own strength, you'll get nowhere. But it's through those promises. But those promises, he wants to come with a relationship. Because when they're linked to the relationship that we have with the Father, with Jesus, with the Spirit, then they become powerful. And he describes how we, and we've been looking at over the last number of weeks, how we grow our relationship. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. What's goodness? What was goodness? Faith in action. We add to goodness knowledge. What's knowledge? Seeing things from God's perspective. They're saving you at the back here. Otherwise, we'll have to start this series all over again. Right. Okay. Add to knowledge. Self-control. What's self-control? Hands up if you've got self-control. Two people in the whole of this congregation have self-control. Self-control has two functions. It stops us doing the wrong things, flee from temptation and sin and so on. But it also whoops, keep, oh, keeps us doing the right things. Self-control is kind of like a channel or a, a hedge around us that keeps us going in the right direction. So it keeps us doing what God wants us to do. Keeps us doing the positive things as well as stop us doing the things that are going to hurt us. So we add self-control. Then we add perseverance. Perseverance is the ability to thrive in a harsh environment. It's not just getting through something when things are tough. It's actually when we go through it that, we, that we're actually flowering. We're, we're, we're being successful during those hard times. So it's not just, like, oh, Lord, why me? Why me? Why me? It's actually, I'm in this to learn something. I can... There's something I can do here. There's something that can make this a positive out of something that's really hard and tough. That's the perseverance. Then we add godliness. Godliness is having the same heart, the same attitudes, the same desires of God. And that means four things. We love as God loves. We care as God cares. We hate what God hates. And we do what God does. Add to godliness... Philia kind of love, what's that? Friendship, strong bonds of friendship. It's sharing together, it's being in a group like we are now, talking, sharing, being together. And then last week we said we add to that agape kind of love. And we had those 12 characteristics from Romans of what agape love is it's sincere, it's genuine, it's magnetic, it hates evil, and, it, and it's attracted to good. It produces Philia Philia kind of love, Philadelphia. It honors others. It's enthusiastic. It's focused. It's generous. It's hospitable. It blesses. It's empathetic. It means it gets alongside. It it laughs with those who laugh. It cries with those who cries. It journeys with. It's harmonious and it's humble. For this very reason, it says, make every effort to add to your faith goodness actually let's read this together for every this very reason make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self control and to self control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We've looked at each of those seven characteristics. But today I want to look at these two words. Make every effort. Make every effort. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being max, 1 being nothing. How much effort did you put in last week? to your spiritual growth? You can tell one another a number. Don't justify it. Just tell them a number. What do you think? He says, make every effort, 10 being, man, I was sold out last week. One being, well, I kind of forgot all about it until I came to church on Sunday. How much effort would you say that you put in last week to growing in your faith? Why don't you share a number with one another? And don't judge each other either, because that's not Philia kind of love, right? This is just you. Okay. It says make every effort. For if you possess these qualities. Now, if is a conditional word, isn't it? If you possess something. I could say to, to Omar here, I'm gonna give you a hundred pounds if you do this and this and this. I'm not, by the way, just don't get excited. But, but if I put if, it's conditional, right? I'm gonna give you hundred pounds, Omar, if you climb to the top of Big Ben in London and ring the bell, right? You're not allowed to do that, so the money's safe, right? It's conditional. And it's the same here. For if you possess these qualities, which means what? They're not just going to happen. I can't sit there in my sofa and my armchair at home and flip the bottom up, put the TV on and say, Jesus, I'm now growing in these qualities. It's not going to happen. It doesn't happen just by being. It happens when what? We make every effort. So these things that we've been speaking about are only going to happen if we actually focus on making them happen. It's possible, otherwise God wouldn't have written it in his Bible, in his words, saying it's a possibility. You can be effective and productive, but only if we focus and make this something that's going to happen in our lives. It's not just going to happen. We can't just kind of Swan around, I, I look at Mike over there, and I think, my goodness, this guy, he has self-control. So I'm just going to kind of go around, and I'm going to hang around Mike a little bit, and a bit of his self-control is going to rub off on me, you know? And then, and then Oma has filia kind of love. I'm going to hang around her, and her filia love is going to wash off upon me. No, it doesn't work that way. We have to make every effort. We have to be strategic in how we're going to grow in these characteristics of God. We looked at exactly what they are, but how, how do we grow? Don Carson said this. He said, the dominant biblical pattern is not let go and let God. Nor is it God has done his bit, now it's up to you and me to do ours. But rather, since God is powerfully at work in you, you yourself must make every effort. You see, there's two truths. First is that God is committed to our spiritual growth. He says, I've made, I've given you everything. John 14 to 16 speaks about the Holy Spirit. I've given you the gift of the Holy Spirit, the counselor, the gift of truth, the power from on high. I've given you everything you need to make this a reality in your life, right? God has said, I'm committed to you. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 and 7, that's the bit about Apollos, you know, watered this and planted it. But who made it grow? God. Same in Isaiah. It says God made it grow. God's hand was upon it. God caused it to grow. God is working with you and me to make this a reality in our lives. Second Peter 1, 3, we read it. He's given us everything we need to make it happen. But there's a second truth. We need to be committed to our own growth as well. You and me need to be committed as well. 2 Peter 3.18, right at the end of the letter, it says this, the last verse of this second letter, of the second letter of Peter, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's about a growth. We need to put something in to make this happen. 2 Corinthians 10, 15, and 16 talks about us growing in our faith. And when we grow in our faith, automatically evangelism starts happening. As we grow, other people start growing with us. We start sharing our faith with others. And 2 Thessalonians 1, 3 talks about growth and love being linked together. As you grow in your faith, so you will grow in love too. But it's if. It's not guaranteed. So how do we make it happen? How do you and me make every effort? First, I want to talk to you about this. If I talk in your groups, these two questions... How much time do you spend focusing on spiritual growth each week? You know, when I was younger and I had exams, I can honestly say that the results of my exams were directly related to the amount of time and energy I put into studying. Funny that, really, isn't it? That was a truth I learned the hard way, by the way. Some exams, I didn't bother studying for at all because I didn't like the teacher and I didn't like the subject. And guess what results I got? Well, let's just say I got what I deserved. Some lessons, I loved it. Found it quite easy. I did all this, did all the work, put loads of time and energy into it. Guess what results I got there? Got what I deserved. How much time do you really spend... Focusing on your spiritual growth each week. Now, before you answer this in your groups, stop beating yourself up about it, right? We don't do that. Guilt has no part in the kingdom of God. Because all of us could realistically increase it. We could all spend more time. Agreed? Right? So let's, let's cut guilt right out of today. Guilt has no part of this, right? So don't start feeling oh, yeah, but you know, No. Let's just be honest with each other. How much time do you think you spend each day, each week, focusing on your spiritual growth? If it's nothing, say nothing, right? Nobody's going to judge one another. I don't want to hear anybody out having coffee and tea afterwards and Kate going, you won't believe what so-and-so said. (laughs) I thought they were, they said they didn't, right? None of that, right? This stays in your little groups. But honestly, how much time do you spend and how could you if you really think about it, if you wanted to increase it, how could you really... Don't start coming to me going, well, I'm going to spend an extra hour or two in Bible study every day, right? That's, that's not realistic for a lot of people. I'm going to get up at three o'clock in the morning and start, right? That's not going to happen. But realistically, what could you do if you wanted to, to increase it just a little bit, Right? Why don't you talk in your groups? What about some ideas about how you can increase it? What did you come up with? Anybody got any ideas? Having someone you can talk to, someone that you can be accountable to—it's a really good idea. Someone you can just go for coffee with, and as part of your conversation with them, you talk about spiritual things as well as all the other things you want to talk about. Or tea or whatever. You don't have to be coffee, but you know. What else? Be part of a home group. That's why we've got home groups, so that once every couple of weeks you can meet up with others and get into that habit of, of talking things through, setting aside a little bit of time like that to do that. What else? Okay, spiritual journal. Some people find it really helpful to, to write down a journal, a diary of, at the end of each day, they just spend a little bit of time before they go to sleep just reflecting on the day in a spiritual kind of way, not just, you know, got up and I had cornflakes for breakfast again, da, 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 right? But that you reflect in a spiritual way on what God has done in the day. We'll come back to that. No, no, just not long. You this is not an essay writing exercise. This is just, you know, a little paragraph. Or it can be nothing, you know, like whatever, just for you to reflect. They're great to look back on as well, to see, encourage how God has used things over time, if you've got that discipline. What else? The way you spend time praying for others, you, you also spend time reflecting on yourself. Good. So you know what I do? One thing I found helpful is in the iPad, I've got a Bible app, and on the Bible app it's got reading plans. I've just done the whole of the Bible in a year on the reading plan. Brilliant. It gives you two days off a week, which they're not really days off because they're my catch-up days, because I'm always behind. But just having that, this is what to read each day, helps me to make sure that I'm reading each day. And like now, I've started again on the next plan, going through the New Testament. And I'm already, well, I was yesterday, I was four days behind, so I've got catching up to do. So I'm like, it's constantly there thinking, right, I just need to read one bit of the gospel and one bit of Paul's letters each day, two chapters, three chapters a day. That's it. It doesn't take me very long, but just to keep on going. Again, I don't beat myself up if I'm too far behind. I just keep plodding away, just spend that little bit of time. And the great thing about these is you can plug yourself in, too, and it, it's got an audio app, so you don't even have to read it. Sometimes you can just not lie in bed. That's a disaster. You only get half a chapter, and you you know. Okay. So all these ideas about how we could increase. If we want to, you see, we've got to make a plan. Otherwise, it's not just going to happen. So the first thing is we need to think about how much. I've got to put some energy into this. I've got to make some effort if I'm going to go deeper with God. It'll be different for each one of us. And it changes over time because situations are different. If you've got young children... Your time is taken up. You know, if you've got a, a job that keeps you going till 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night, whatever. It, life is not neat little boxes. And so we need to just be fluid as well about how we do this. But it's about the heart and the will. Second thing is this how could I or did I? Think about goodness. This is about reflection. He was saying about reflecting. Think about this this week. How, how did I or how could I have shown goodness? I shown my faith in a practical way to the people that I meet or the situations I face. How could I or, or did I demonstrate knowledge? I viewed people differently. I viewed them as God saw them rather than as my natural self saw them. When they cut me up in front of me while I was driving the car, I saw them as something other than a serious irritation. And I said, Lord, so and so. Self-control, that I I hit the boundaries which encourage a positive godly character, or they help me run from a temptation or a hindrance in the last week. Perseverance, I flourished this week in a difficult situation. Or I showed some godliness, I loved what God loves, cared as He cared, hated what He hates, and do as he does. Or I've gone out of my way this last week to show brotherly love to someone. Or there was an opportunity, and maybe I missed that opportunity. But there was an opportunity where I could have done this. Or I made a sacrifice to show love in a special way. Think about those seven characteristics. And share in your groups just one really brief example Of a time where one of those, you either did it, or you could have done it, but you missed it. Right? You understand what I'm saying? So like, for example, walking in the middle of Harrow, I saw this homeless guy there. And the spirit inside of me says, get this guy something to eat. But I said, I'm really busy, Lord. I'm running behind schedule. I've got people waiting for me. I've got to get to the bank. And if I don't get to the bank, then I'm going to... I don't know when I'm going to get to the bank. I have to get to the bank. And okay, Lord, next time. So I carried on going. That was a could have, but I didn't. Or you go in there and you see someone and you actually go buy them somewhere and you say, here, this is for you. God bless you. You leave them. That's, that's when I did. No guilt, remember. We don't do that. But just think... You see, if we're going to grow, we have to reflect, okay? We have to stop sometimes. We have to catch up sometimes. And we have to just stop and reflect and think, Lord, as I look back on the last week, show me the opportunities that you gave me where I did, praise God, But also the opportunities where, actually, I missed it this time. But that's okay, because next time I'm going to do a little bit better. I'm not going to beat myself up over missing it. Because we're learning together. We're learning. We're growing in these things. We haven't arrived. So don't beat yourself up, okay? But just, Lord, let me just think. I, I had an opportunity there, and I missed it. Help me to see it next time. So just think about one of these things in your group, just one, over the last week. This is kind of hard, isn't it? You're all kind of looking at me going, really? Think about one of them and see if you can just share with each other, just one, really briefly. I did this, or I I could have done this, but I, I missed it this time. Just one of these things, okay? And one last thing. I want you to look forwards as well. Think about the week you've got coming. You know, God doesn't work particularly on all these things in all one time in our lives. Generally, if I'm normal, which I think I'm reasonably normal, okay? That may be way out there. But I think of myself as a reasonably normal human being. But normally, God works on one or two of these in our lives at any one time. Depends what situation we find ourselves in. You know, sometimes... When I've got a really, really busy time, God works on philia or agape kind of love. And some irritating person will come into my life, right? In my natural, they're irritating. Why? Because I've got a zillion and one things I have to get done by the end of the week and I don't need this person coming in and giving me a whole bunch more work. And they come in, And I sit there and I listen because I'm polite and I'm a pastor and I have to do that. (laughs) And I'm just being normal and honest with you. You know what I'm talking about here. In my head, there's a tendency to go, oh, come on, just come on, you know. You know, and what happens? God starts working on my knowledge and says, hey, David, start looking at them as I look at them. Not as an irritation, but a child of God that needs some help. David, start loving them as I love them. And he challenges me and he helps me to grow in these areas. And literally, he speaks and I go, Lord, I'm really sorry. Even though they don't know because they think I'm paying attention, I'm like, Lord, I'm sorry. Okay, let me just, the rest will deal with itself. Let me focus on them right now because that's the person you have brought. And that's what you're asking me to do. Now, think about your week ahead. None of you are going to come to see me this week now, are they? (laughs) No, I've just said that. I just realized what I've just said, right? I shouldn't go off script. That's just, no, right. Anyways, but, sorry? Yeah, last week was uh, when I saw you. No, 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 no. (laughs) So, uh, I've just dug a big hole for myself here. Think about your week, not my week, your week. <laughs> Think about where you're at. Think about which one of these or which two of these or what's God teaching you right now? What does he want you to learn? Maybe you've got a crazy week coming up. Maybe you haven't. Maybe, maybe you've got a real challenging situation you've got coming up. And you're like, Lord, how am I going to, I need to learn perseverance and sail through this. Whatever it is, why don't you just share, don't share the situation, just share which one, and then what I want you to do is just pray for each other, and just say, brother, sister, I'm just going to pray for this. Lord, give them, help them to grow in perseverance, help them to grow in this, this week. That's all you need to say. We're just going to pray for each other, and then when you've done that, I want you to do one more thing, and that is, we've all seen the news about the hurricanes going through. Let's just pray also for the people in the in the Caribbean. You know, like Irma is just, I can't believe some of the pictures. And I know some of you must have family and friends there. Let's just pray for the people out there. You know, and then there's this earthquake that's hit Mexico, and then there's another, Jose's coming through, and just uh, incredible what's happening. So let's Let's just pray together too, okay? And then we're going to share communion together. Okay, so just share first, then pray, and pray again. Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters. Lord, I thank you for sharing today together from your word. Lord, I thank you that you Encourage us to make every effort. And you have that promise that if we do that, Lord, we're not just doing it in our own strength, but you are working with us. We have the whole resources at your disposal, encouraging us to grow deeper with you. Lord, grow each of these characteristics within us. Goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness. Philia love and agape love. And Lord, may we become effective and productive for you. Lord, we lift one another to you now. And we lift ourselves. Help us to make a plan about how we can be productive. How we can grow. How we can make that extra effort that we need to. Help us to reflect with you and look back and see, not with a criticalness within us, but with honesty and openness to a Heavenly Father that loves us and just wants to encourage us and spur us on about where we had an opportunity and maybe didn't take it, but also those moments where we did and we grew in you. And as we look forward this week, Lord, we lift it to you grow these characteristics within us that we may be fruitful for you. For we know that nothing is impossible for you. We thank you and we praise you for one another and for your Holy Spirit that strengthens us and guides us. For we pray in the name of Jesus Christ.